Thank you for listening. This is Dunny Lipkin, Director of Global Business Development and Head of Technology Innovation. Welcome to TMX Presents, the podcast. This is where we have conversations with capital market leaders from around the world. On today's episode of the podcast, I am joined by my colleague, Tim Babcock. Tim is Vice President and Head of TSX Venture Exchange. To kick off today's episode, I want to give listeners a brief introduction to TSX Venture Exchange. Many people around the world in Canada are aware of Toronto Stock Exchange, but they may not be aware that we also run the TSX Venture Exchange, which is geared towards earlier stage companies. This exchange provides a platform for companies to go public at an earlier stage than most other jurisdictions, as the regulatory regime, costs, and investor base is geared towards smaller size companies. In this episode, we'll be talking about the transformation of the Venture Exchange, how it's been known as a preeminent resource exchange since its inception, and how it's recently adapted to becoming a market known for growing technology and innovation companies. We'll also talk about Venture 50, the exchange's flagship program that recognizes the top 50 performing companies from across all five sectors. So to begin today's episode, I want to welcome in my colleague, Tim. Tim, thanks for joining us today on TMX Presents, the podcast. Thank you. So Tim, to kick things off, it'd be great if you would tell us a little bit about the trajectory of your career, what you did before TMX and how you came to TMX. And it's been, I'm not going to say 20 years because I don't want to date you, but it has been 20 years since you started. Maybe give a little bit of the history of your roles over the last 20 years at the exchange. Absolutely. Thanks, Dunny. So going back a little bit in time, um, but post-university, I actually worked in a family grocery business for a few years, but decided I wanted to expand my horizons a little bit and went off back to school to do a master's degree. My studies took me uh, to Western Canada and ultimately after finishing my MBA, I was working at what was then the Vancouver Stock Exchange. Ultimately ended up back in Toronto at the Canadian Dealing Network, which was the -the over-the-counter market in Toronto prior to the amalgamation of the junior markets in Canada. And that kicked off a little bit of a transformation of the junior markets, which ultimately became TSX Venture Exchange in the early 2000s. My roles at the organization have really been all things listings. I think I've probably been in every type of role through the analysts and senior managers, reviewing issuer transactions and reviewing new listings for the exchange, all the way through various supervisory roles, leading to my current position as head of TSX Venture. So I guess, you know, Tim, you've seen a lot over the last 20 years or so, a lot of different files. Any ones that you can recall that you might have personally worked on over the last 20 years that were were quite interesting? And hopefully a lot of those companies are still around today over the last 20 years and still listed with us. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting to look back at some of those issuers that have had the, the opportunity to work with. When you look at the venture market, it's something that is very dynamic, of course. Companies may start out in one business and and change over time. So there's not a lot that I worked with in the very early years that are still on TSX Venture, or at least in the the form they were at the time. But what I find very interesting is those companies that have gone on to graduate to Toronto Stock Exchange, 
certainly a whole host of names that I recognize, Interrent, Real Estate Investment Trust, Laramide Resources, and even some names that have grabbed attention over the years like Hud Bay Minerals. One of the ones that jumps out at me, and this is a little bit more recent, but Canopy Growth. This was the very first cannabis company to list publicly in Canada, and it started out on TSX Venture. I was definitely a big part of that listing review because it was extremely novel for us to list a cannabis company in this emerging sector. So it's interesting to see how that company and that sector have uh, have evolved over the years. Yep, and I think probably have some great market opens with them over the yes. years with various different t-shirts of all their yes, different brands, yes. right? So, you know, something that you kind of uh, alluded to with the types of companies that you've listed over the years, you know, there was a lot of mining companies and, you know, we did see a bit of a, a real downturn in the junior market a number of years ago, but now here we are at all time highs for TSX Venture in terms of various statistics such as market cap and, and financings. What would you attribute to this real upturn in the TSX venture that we've seen over the last number of years? Yeah, I think there is, um, there's a number of factors that go into it, of, of course, as there is in any kind of market fluctuation. I think a couple of things that kind of jump out to me, when we look back over the last five years or so, obviously, we've been living in a very low interest rate environment. And I think that has definitely turned some investors to look even more at equities and particularly at riskier equities. Certainly, as we will talk about with the Venture 50 list, we can see significant returns for, for venture issuers. Now, that, of course, comes with risk, but I think investors have opened up their risk appetite more so in the last few years. And then, of course, we also have some interesting new sectors that have developed over the last few years that has certainly drawn attention to the venture market, such as cannabis and crypto, drawing in some of the younger generation and certainly more risk available type of investors. I think another thing that has certainly led to a resurgence in, in our market is some of the work that both ourselves and the, the securities regulators have done over the last few years in terms of reducing the burden of being public and making the public markets more attractive for issuers. And then the last two years, really a, a very unique and remarkable time in our history, but there are a number of factors that have certainly brought capital and attraction into our marketplace. Certainly the, the lockdowns due to COVID have put more time in, in, in people's hands and perhaps more disposable income that they've directed towards investing. And the government stimulus spending has certainly led to more capital flowing into public markets. So a lot of things that have really led to the resurgence and, and the all-time highs, as you say, in, in the venture market. And some of the things that we have seen is, is a real resurgence in both mining and our innovation sectors. As you noted, some of the things that we look at with respect to financing activity and aggregate market cap have really shot up in the last couple of years. In fact, last year, we exceeded for the first time ever an aggregate market cap for all issuers listed on TSX Venture Exchange of over $100 billion. So that is really speaking to the development and maturation of the exchange and its issuers over the last few years. Yeah, and, and we talk a lot about this being a, a resource market, and that's where the roots came from. Tim, you were in Vancouver a number of years ago when 
it was Vancouver Stock Exchange. And, you know, through a various amalgamations, it's now known as TSX Venture Exchange. Why do you think, though, that we started off as a natural resource exchange? And, you know, I'm going to be biased as, as the head of <laughs> tech and innovation at TSX and TSX Venture that I think this should be the, the technology exchange. But I'll still respect the fact that we are the premier natural resource exchange overall. But why do you think it is that we are seeing so many tech and innovation companies listing now over the last five years? You know, you mentioned a bit about a changing landscape with low interest rate environments and some of the growth involved in that. But you're the first one on the ground seeing all the new companies coming in and listing, you know. What has it been that it has driven this change where now for the last five years, tech and innovation are the number one sector for new listing on TSX and TSXV? Yeah, it is is really a, a very interesting trend to have witnessed and, and hopefully for us to continue. But when you think back to our roots and you think of Canada's economy generally, obviously we are a very resource-rich nation and it's it's natural that our base in terms of economic activity, both in in the public markets and elsewhere, would be heavily tilted towards the resource industries. But as our economy has developed, so has that been reflected in the marketplace. And certainly there is a lot of investment and a lot of attention given to innovation in Canada over the last number of years. One of the things that we have done as an exchange is really put a lot of effort into building awareness of the junior public market in Canada with those innovation sectors and building an awareness of the ability to access capital in the public markets as opposed to privately. And that has really helped develop a solid base of, of technology companies on the exchange. And as we have more successful technology companies listed on our market, that leads that peer group to look at those companies, look at their successes, look at their ability to access capital and attract even more technology companies to our business. So that momentum has really grown in, in the last few years. And it's really incredible for us to, to witness that and continue to think about how we can be better for, for many sectors across the entirety of our market. One of the things that I'll mention just a very interesting and incredible statistic from last year. Last year, $1.8 in equity was raised on our market by technology companies. That is a, approximately triple the annual average for the last five years. So we really saw a jump in, in 2021 in terms of equity financing in the technology space. And that is also seeing us attract larger and, and more mature companies um, in this space as well. In fact, early in 2021, Constellation Software, which many people will recognize as one of the largest technology companies in Canada listed on Toronto Stock Exchange, well, Constellation had acquired an asset in the Netherlands and was looking to spin that out into a separate public company. And it did so on TSX Venture Exchange. That company called Topicus now has a, a market cap of approximately $7 billion on, on TSX Venture Exchange. So it just goes to show that we are seeing the technology space generally and, and even sophisticated companies look at our market as a very viable and attractive place uh, to raise capital and to to list their companies. Now, that's great to see. And I, I think, Tim, you're right. You know, the listing of Topicus really 
shows that this isn't necessarily just a junior exchange anymore when you have $7 billion technology companies listed here. The thing I want to go into next, Tim, was if you open the papers in 2020, 2021, the first thing you saw across financial papers was SPACs, right? Yeah. Everybody was coming out with a SPAC. Everybody, their mother, their brother, their sister, their babysitter, you know, you could rhyme off the number of celebrities that came out with SPACs, you know, Shaq, A-Rod, I think Sierra was on one. There were people I don't even know that my children had to explain to me who they were in terms <laughs> of celebrity status. But what people might not know is that in Canada, you know, we do have SPACs listed on TSX, but we also have something, again, quite unique in terms of our capital pool company, which some people might say is, you know, kind of a mini SPAC. In 2021, you know, you made a lot of changes to our capital pool company. Maybe if you want to give for some of the listening audience a little bit of an overview of what our capital pool company is and what were some of those changes that you made to the program overall? What was the precipitous behind the changes to the program? Sure. Yeah, the the capital pool company program, or, or CPC for short, is really something that has been unique and, and extremely important to our business dating back to the mid-80s and, and our predecessor exchanges. But the CPC is, as you say, very much akin to a mini SPAC in that it allows a group of founders to create what is essentially a shell company and take that company public on our market with basically just a bank account and the resumes of the, of the founders and then go out and seek a, an operating business to vend into that CPC and ultimately become, you know, a, a quote unquote normal public company with a with an operating business. And this this program has been extremely important to the development of the the venture market in Canada over the last number of decades. And really, what it does is it allows these CPC founders to effectively be an extension of our communications and, and development groups in going out and educating private companies on the public markets, supporting those private companies as they seek to raise public capital and access the public markets, and even support their development as public companies after completing their qualifying transaction. So. The, the program itself and, and the CPC founders are a very important part to the education and awareness of our market and also being able to connect private companies with public capital. So we know this is an important product. We know it was performing well, but we didn't think it was performing as well as it could or should. So we sought to improve on, on what was a good thing already. We conducted a multi-year engagement with our stakeholders all across the, the CPC space from CPC founders to public companies that had used the CPC to go public and really got um, an in-depth feedback on what was good about the program, what could be improved about the program, and the things that people were looking for to make their participation in the program more seamless. Ultimately, uh, we developed a broad slate of changes, some of them quite significant. And really, those things made the program more flexible, less administratively burdensome, and importantly, more economically attractive for founders. 
So, so far, as you say, we, we launched that in January of 2021. The feedback, the response has really been terrific. When we look at 2021, which was the first year of the, the new program, we saw a 180% increase year over year in new CPCs listed on the market. And we also saw the number of completed qualifying transactions at a rate that was approximately double the, the five-year average. So we're really seeing a lot of activity in that area, and that is fantastic to see and really gives us a good check mark in terms of the, the quality of the changes that we made. One particular example I will mention, one of the changes we made is to allow a CPC to raise up to $10 million prior to its qualifying transaction. Previously, that cap was $5 million. And in 2021, we did see our first $10 million CPC, and that CPC went on to complete its qualifying transaction in 2021 as well. The company that listed as a result of that is a company called Minilux, which is a US-based, socially responsible nail care business. Another example of the interesting types of companies that list on our market. But it was great to see that that CPC take advantage of the new rules. And this really also exemplifies the flexibility of the program. We see the CPCs being used for everything from grassroots mineral exploration, early stage technology companies, more established consumer goods. And we, ha we, we see multiple instances of a qualifying transaction that immediately graduates to Toronto Stock Exchange. One great example of that is a company called GiveX Information Technology Group. They completed a qualifying transaction with a CPC last December and immediately listed on Toronto Stock Exchange. And it's now a 100 million plus uh, market cap technology company on TSX. That's incredible. But I will note that as you're talking about stakeholders that you engage in, it wasn't celebrities like Shaq or A-Rod. So, you know, I guess <laughs> we're not going to be seeing a Shaq or A-Rod uh, CPC in 2022 then? I think it's unlikely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I guess, Tim, that's something you mentioned, GiveX. So it's something you do tend to see every year is this idea that CPCs can go straight to TSX. Do you think that's something that may not be as well known in the market as, as it should be? Absolutely. Yeah. I, and as you say, we have numerous examples of, of this happening, but it's a very seamless process. So, you know, the next topic I kind of want to get into, Tim, a little bit is the Venture 50. Maybe before we get into it, do you want to just give a bit of an overview of what the Venture 50 program is and kind of how long it's been around for? Sure. Yeah, we started the Venture 50 program in I think 2006. And this is really our flagship program for recognizing TSX Venture issuers. So it really looks to shine a spotlight on our issuer list generally. And in doing so, we pick out the top 10 performing companies from the past year across each of five sectors, making up that top 50 venture companies from the last year. And really the entirety of the program is, is designed to spotlight those companies and spotlight those companies as a really incredible example of the diversity of issuers listed on our market and the successes of those companies. One of the great things that I always get excited about around the Venture 50 program is how these companies contribute to the economy and, and contribute to the communities in which they operate. We see tremendous numbers in terms of 
the number of employees that these companies have hired over the last year, the number of programs that they have put in place in, in terms of the community. So it's really a, a fantastic showcase for, for venture issuers. Some of the things that we do around the Venture 50 program include C-suite videos for all 50 companies. We have extensive media coverage across a multitude of platforms, as well as thought leadership pieces on the successes of these companies. And as I mentioned, the economic contribution. And new to the program last year, which was really exciting, is a um, trading contest that we have dubbed Canada's Top Public Venture Capitalist. And this year, we are running that contest again in partnership with CIBC Investors Edge. We have other sponsors involved again this year, and we're giving away thousands of dollars in prizes in this contest. I think last year, we attracted around 3,000 participants in the contest, and I suspect we'll be in the, in the same range this year. So really an exciting program to bring a light to the venture issuers and also offer a chance for budding investors to win some prizes. That's great. But, you know, remember, Tim, you can't participate in that uh, trading program <laughs> as a uh, employee here of TSX. One thing I guess you see every year with the TSX Venture 50, presumably, is there are certain trends and certain themes that probably come out across in terms of who might be the best performing types of companies over the last year. Any, you know, particular trends that you're seeing coming out of this last year's ranking, which was just released a number of weeks ago? Yeah, I think there's some some really encouraging trends, some of them that we've already touched on. But if we look at the entirety of the Venture 50, that group of 50 companies added $13.6 billion in market cap last year alone, which I, I find very incredible. And, and that started from a base of under $5 billion in market cap. So those companies have really provided tremendous return for their investors over the year. And if we look at the share price appreciation of, of the group as a whole, the average share price increase over calendar 2021 was 293%. So really remarkable. And leading the way last year, and this probably comes as, as no surprise to people, is the mining industry. Obviously, with various global economic factors at play, the mining industry saw a, a huge resurgence last year. And if we look just at those 10 mining companies, we had an average share price appreciation of 572% and a market cap increase of 990%. So really, really remarkable. One of the things that also jumped out to us this year is looking again at the entirety of the Venture 50 list, the average size of those companies is 200% bigger than the average size of the Venture 50 list 10 years ago. So again, this goes back to the evolution and maturation of, of our market, which is really great to see. And the last point I'll make on this is, again, the incredible theme that we've seen around graduations to Toronto Stock Exchange. When we look at last year's Venture 50 list, so the 2021 list, six of those 50 companies have already graduated to Toronto Stock Exchange. No, that's amazing that in such a short period of time, you're already seeing a high percentage of this list move over and graduate up to TSX, right? And I guess, hopefully too, the other 44 over the coming years may also graduate as well, right? Yes. So before we kind of wrap up, Tim, you know, I wanted to get a little bit of a perspective from you. I'm not sure what day it is, but you know, you becoming head of TSX Ventures is a recent change to your title overall. 
What kind of excites you the most as you get into this new role and see some of the great opportunities ahead that we can implement at TSX Venture Exchange? What is it that you're most looking forward to in this new role? Well, I think what excites me the most is the same thing that has excited me over the last 20 plus years. And the reason why I'm, I'm still in this industry is, is really the ingenuity of the venture market. What we see every single day from entrepreneurs and, and all stakeholders in the market around you know, the cre- creativity of the businesses, the new technologies that they're bringing to market, the new structures that they're bringing to capital markets and new opportunities for, for investors. It's fascinating. It's, it's fascinating to watch the evolution from year to year. It's a constantly changing market and it's something that uh, always keeps us on our toes. And we're constantly challenging ourselves to be better. We're constantly challenging ourselves to assess how we can provide a better platform, a more attractive platform for capital raising for growth companies across all sectors and and, and across all markets globally. And on the flip side, how do we ensure that we are providing attractive investment opportunities for investors? So there's a lot to think about as we move forward, and there is a lot of unknowns. As we have seen in years past, practically every day brings a new challenge or a new opportunity for for the market. So it's exciting to see that constant change. So it's suffice it to say that 10 to 15 years ago, you wouldn't have predicted we'd be listing cannabis companies or crypto companies at that point. You are absolutely right. I'm not sure I would have even known what crypto was 15 years ago, but yeah, it is remarkable what we've seen in the last two decades. Thanks, Tim. Well, really appreciate your time today and your insight and perspective on you know, what has happened on the TSX Venture over the last 20 years. And I guess we'll be interested to see what happens for the next 20 years and what new sectors might emerge that the TSX Venture will be able to support in terms of helping those companies grow overall. Thank you, Tim, for your insights and sharing some perspective on what you've seen over the markets on the last 20 years. I think we're all interested to see of what emerges next over the next 20 years in terms of different sectors, themes, and trends overall. So to our listening audience, I want to thank you for listening to TMX Presents, the podcast. Thank you again to Tim Babcock, head of TSX Venture, for joining us. And for more insights from capital market leaders, please visit tmx.com POV, where some of our internal and external thought leaders share their perspective on what's going on in the markets and what is ahead. Have a great day, everyone.